It's May 22nd, 2018, and you're listening to Project Management Daily. Okay, as you know, when you're working on a product, the most difficult part is figuring out what to do next. What's the first step? What's the fifth step? What's the tenth step? And oftentimes you get into group, committee, uh, design, group thinking in order to make those decisions. And that can work. Um, but it can also be really challenging. Um, So there are a couple tools that I want to talk about today that might help to move your decisions forward. First up is the design sprint. We've been a huge fan of design sprints. And so though we've adopted or adapted those, um, those design sprints for how we do things here at Crema, we've definitely taken inspiration from what Google uh, Ventures and Jake Knapp did through his book uh, Sprint. Brilliant book. If you haven't read that, it does a great job of setting out the structure for how you should approach a design sprint, a five-day course. There's also a 2.0 version of that that um, uh, Jake Knapp and AJ Smart, a Berlin-based product design agency, they adapted that and really focused into selling design sprints. Um, And they do a good job of breaking down a a four-day session where maybe the client doesn't have to be overly involved because the original model was to have someone clear an entire week. That's really difficult to do sometimes. So they've broken it down into a four-day strategy session and really only the client has to be involved for two days. But a design sprint is a great tool to make decisions really quickly. But I'm going to go even one step deeper than that. AJ Smart put out a great video back in March on their YouTube channel about how to to sell design sprints. And in that, they mentioned this process um, that they refer to as a design, uh, what's it called? A um, um, a lightning, how they call it? Hold on, hold on, I'm going to find it. A lightning decision jam, an LDJ. And I absolutely love that. I'll be honest, we haven't tried it yet, but I think that I, I definitely want to try to adopt this here. So I want to unpack real quick. What does an LDJ, a lightning decision jam, look like? All right, I'm not going to get into all the details because it's a great Medium article. You can check out AJ AJ Smart or Moosley's um, uh, post back in 2017, early 2017 on the LDJ. But here's the basic format. First, don't talk. Don't talk too much. This isn't a brainstorming session. This is a decision-making session. So make decisions. Don't talk. So this is not about discussing, which I thought was a really interesting shift for me because let's be honest, I love to talk and most of our clients do too, especially if they're really passionate about their idea. Instead, use a, um, a kind of group committee way of throwing out all the challenges that you might be facing in a particular area, whether it's one big challenge that you're trying to solve on your product or the product as a whole or maybe a cultural issue that you're dealing with in your organization. Throughout all the challenges, then silently vote on those challenges. So they do that by putting sticky notes of all the challenges up on the board, take a few minutes to do that, then use little sticky dots to then go vote on what's the biggest challenge to solve. Moving on from there, they, they make the, the how might we statement. So again, they go through and as a team, silently, they write down how are the ways that they think that that top voted challenge can be solved. And so they all come up with different ideas. They put the solutions up. They again do a silent vote. So everybody goes and votes on what's the best decision as they read through those up on the wall. And then the final piece is to actually start to do a matrix 
uh, looking at the effort versus impact scale. So they do that a little bit more collaboratively and they do let some of the top voted decisions uh, talk out loud a little bit about their solution. Um, but they do move it up and down. So is this, is this higher effort or lower effort? Is this a higher impact or lower impact? And so it's a really nice way to, to move for that. Uh, and then they find that one piece that's in the sweet spot of the right amount of effort, the right amount of impact in order to move forward. And then finally, they um, make a an actionable to-do list. Here's what we have to do to move that forward. Now that actionable to-do list often comes from the person who created that particular solution when they put it up on the board. But um, as you can see here, most of this happened in silence. This happened through writing down on sticky notes and then doing voting with uh, little sticky dots. A little bit of discussion around the prioritization of how much impact to effort that would be in order to actually produce this. But the decision got made in the course of like an hour or less. And so they were actually able to make a decision and move forward with a consensus to, uh, to move forward. Actually, that kind of leads into my, uh, my next topic here. But I think this is a brilliant way to think about making really quick decisions about what to do next, getting group consensus or maybe group, group buy-in, um, and then making a decision on how to move forward um, really without the long, lengthy brainstorming sessions that take a half day, a full day, sometimes a week worth of talking to decide how to move forward. This has been done with giant enterprises as well as uh, small startups or early startups. And I think this really shows the value of really what's going to happen on a, in a full design sprint. So check out the lightning uh, decision jam, the LDJ, um, and definitely check out the content that AJ Smart's putting out. We are uh, a fanboys of the, the, the content and honestly trying to do some of the same things. So kudos to those guys and um, check out LGJ. This episode of the Product Management Daily is brought to you by Crema, a 100% US-based product agency offering product strategy, design, development to startups and enterprises looking to scale their technology and innovation. Learn more at crema.us. All right. The next thing I want to point out is actually an article that was written by a um, England-based, England-based, UK-based. Oh gosh, I'm such an American. A UK-based uh, design agency called Clear Left. They are awesome. They do actually a lot of design sprints, just like AJ Smart. Um, they wrote an article back in 2015, December of 2015, called "Using Consent Over Consensus for Decision Making." It's probably an article that I reference to our team and to our clients on a regular basis. They basically impact, there's kind of three different ways that you can make decisions. There's the edict, which is kind of that authority figure just saying, go do it. And if you don't like it, then quit. Um, definitely kind of a top-down approach. There's consensus, which is very much groupthink, this idea of everyone has to universally agree to make the right decision before moving on. And then there's consent, which is a decision is made. As long as no one has any objections, you should move forward. And they have to be a valid objection. It can't be just like, I don't like it. It has to be an actually valid objection as to why not to move forward. So that's kind of the idea is that consensus over consensus is at a certain point, a decision just has to be made to move forward, to add that new feature or not, to, um, to prioritize this in this way or that way or not, right? And so someone has to just say, this is what we're doing. Otherwise, no decisions get made. Um, this article does a great job of going into talking about what are the benefits of consent over consent over consensus. Hard to say, um, but um, one of the big things that's really interesting for me is that they actually start start off with saying, actually, you have to achieve consensus. 
which is confusing, right? Because that doesn't fit with the, the um, title of the article. What they go on to say is that you really need to have consensus of the goals, the direction, and the purpose of what you're doing. That happens at the beginning. Now, as you start to prioritize, as you start to look at what's next, as you start to say, how might we do X, Y, and Z, then you have to make consent, right? Then you have to say, unless you have a good objection to this, let's move forward. And even if you go back to the lightning decision-making that we talked about from AJ Smart, I think it's a really good way to actually gather up that information and pull it together into a way to move forward. And so it kind of facilitates that consent to some, ex uh, to some extent. Difficult words. Um, so anyways, check out the consent over consensus. Um, I will say their wrap up is perfectly. So consensus has its place in early phases to help shape the broad goals we're trying to achieve. Consent builds an environment of trust and empowerment within individual team members to explore ideas. It allows greater divergent thinking, time-saving, action-oriented decision-making, and learning through shared experiences. So again, check out clearedleft.com and look at their article on using consent over consensus for decision-making. All right, I know we normally have a third thing, but we're gonna keep it to two because I got kind of long-winded on those last two topics. So definitely check out Design Sprints. I think it's a great way for you to make decisions, uh, think about how to move forward. We are offering Design Sprints now at Crema. So if we can help, let us know. Shoot us a message at hello at crema.us or drop us a line on our Twitter at Crema Lab. So thank you guys as always for listening and we'll see you guys tomorrow.